Today, we're going to welcome Jocelyn Lamprey to the Golden Home Fitness Podcast. Jocelyn is a registered dietitian that we've begun working with um, for some of our clients to add some extra value. Welcome, Jocelyn. Awesome. Great. Thanks, Will. I'm honored to be a part of this program and Golden Home Fitness. You guys have a really unique approach with uh, bringing wellness to the customer in home, and that's kind of my mantra as well, um, and making it more of a custom fit to you because everybody lives a different lifestyle. So it's great to be here with you. Perfect. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Sweet. So we're going to get right into it. Um, first, just kind of start out um, who you are, just give people some background, as well as um, how you got into doing what you're doing now. I know you just started um, your own company in the last year which was super exciting um and so now kind of you're doing your own thing helping people out uh just kind of get into some of that as well as some of how and why you started it um with being a registered dietitian yeah absolutely so my story is you know probably not terribly neat but it also i've been really true to myself to go with uh what i think um was best for me and so you know growing up it's really hard to understand, you know, what healthy actually is with all the media out there. And as a as a young girl, um, you know, there's a lot of push uh, as far as like you need to look a certain way. And so I kind of went through times that were challenging as far as what is actually healthy. And um, I was very lucky in high school. My physical education teacher actually he was married to a registered dietitian. And so we did a ton of projects with nutrition and different things to um, learn and to discover what works best for you health-wise. And I kind of fell in love with it and that approach. And I noticed that, you know, a lot of people really didn't understand thoroughly nutrition and what it does for us. I mean, now, it, I mean, coming, it's definitely getting more and more out there, which is awesome. But, you know, 15 years ago, um, when I was in high school and everything, it wasn't really like that. So um, that's why I really liked nutrition. So that's kind of the path I went down. I went to Syracuse University. I had a lot of uh, different experiences, which is cool. I uh, studied abroad in Italy and learned about the Mediterranean diet and got a lot of experience with the history of food and how a lot of different crops um, originated where and how it got to different places and why people in different cultures eat different things. So I have kind of a a different background as far as not just the science of disease and how it can how nutrition can help with preventing and managing diseases but also just like the cultural aspect of it which i i think just um also embellishes my ability to relate to people and what they're actually doing um so through college i had some great experiences there when i got out of college um, i worked for a corporate company as a wellness coach which was enriching to a certain degree but i've always wanted to own my own business um, and i've really developed a niche for coaching and doing classes and working with people uh, on a level of more of a holistic approach versus just like the diagnostic and i kind of felt like my hands were tied working with a healthcare company because you have to diagnose people and you have to prescribe certain things with nutrition and really stick to certain topics in order for reimbursement purposes um, and i felt like i wasn't reaching people to the 
a caliber that I had the potential to. Um, so I started my own business. And uh, now what I do is I really, I do focus on nutrition, obviously. It's a big part of everybody's health and uh, a big contributor to wellness or sickness. Um, but I also focus on what I like to call the five pillars of health, which includes medication management, stress, sleep, diet, and exercise. Um, and um, did I miss something? I might have missed one. But so there's five pillars of health and they all intertwine. And if one is off balance, say you're not sleeping, then that's going to affect ultimately your hormones, your appetite, and uh, your health. So sometimes I will have a half hour conversation working with people to develop a plan to get better rest, to fall asleep better, um, to, to decrease their stress levels that could affect their sleep. So it, I don't only focus on nutrition and that's part of the reason why I wanna do my own business doing this is because yes, ultimately I really do focus on a lot of food choices and things with people, but there's always that merit to working on those other pillars of health in addition um, to just the nutrition piece because it all kind of ties into one at the end of the day. Um, so that's kind of how I got to where I am and my philosophy in a nutshell. Um, and and yeah, that's that's what I'm doing so far. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that whole um, that whole picture approach looking at the everyone and the image that you get with the um, the five pillars is really cool too because you can really see how you know, if someone's super stressed out, even if they're eating a ton, I mean, eating healthy a lot or eating, um, wow, yeah, if they're eating well, they're exercising yeah. well, well, but if they're just incredibly stressed, um, yeah, or, their know, blood pressure uh, might still be high, their cholesterol might still be high because those hormones, like, like stress is a response, like a nervous system response, fight or flight, and things happen in the body that your, your lab values still might not reflect good um, health because of something like stress. So, and also it, like stress can trigger like unhealthy eating patterns and, and things like that. So you have to really address those other areas that we don't typically think about in order to be at our best. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, one thing I know we've talked about before is um, how you also work with a lot of people on their behavioral changes and how you know having the mm -hmm. best information in the world is great, but if people don't act on it, that's a huge roadblock. So you wanna just walk a little bit through um, kind of how sure. you coach people through that behavioral change? Absolutely, so when I meet with people, obviously people have a thousand different ideas of what they can do to improve their well-being and and, and there's no wrong answer. You know, all these thousands of ideas, those are good ideas. But if you try to take on all of those ideas at once, you're setting yourself up for failure. So after we do the initial assessment and we both identify opportunities, there might be a list of like 12 opportunities, but we're not going to focus on that. You know, we're going to really hone in on maybe one or two really specific things that they can really master so that they're setting themselves up for success like it's 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 like anything say you wanted to learn a sport you're not going to go out and try out for the captain's team where you need to have like 20 different skills to make it and just wing it because then you're ne you're not going to ever want to play again because you're going to feel like you're awful at it it's the same thing with trying to develop more of a healthy lifestyle if you're not typically exercising and you're not typically you know cooking your own meals um it, and you're not 
you know, doing mindful practices and you're really stressed out, it doesn't make sense to do all like work on all of those things. You might want to pick on, okay, well, let's start with nutrition. And it might be really small with nutrition. You're not going to meal prep all your meals and your snacks, you know, and cut out soda and cut out fast food. You know, it, you really want to focus on like one thing and start small. So for example, a lot of times what's easy for people to start is something that they probably won't miss or something they're just not mindful about in the first place, like the candy dish in the middle of the office. Um, I've had clients who obviously they're like, I, I really graze a lot and they know that. So that's something that they've identified and they've recognized. And so, and I don't try to tell people what to do. I tell them, I, I provide education and maybe a direction. Like I always say, you're in the driver's seat and I'm in the passenger seat just helping you navigate. So something that they might come up with as a goal, and I try to make it a smart goal. So specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time sensitive. So basically a goal that about the like a candy dish would be, for example, I am only going to allow myself one small uh, kid size candy bar, um, like those itty bitty Snickers that are like an inch in diameter and width or everything. Um, so at the very end of the day, you get that one little treat, then you're out the door. So you're not like triggered to have more. So instead of allowing yourself to just eat it whenever you see it, you're probably cutting it down from like 10 a day to one a day, which it might sound like, well, that's not good for you to even have one a day. But the, the idea is to set yourself up for success so it's realistic so that over time, maybe you don't even want that at the end of the day because you haven't been thinking about it. Um, so that's the idea is to really set yourself up for success with small specific goals and then master it. So maybe that's the one goal for seven days, you're going to work on that. And then if, when you feel confident, you can you can bring in more goals and then they'll stick. And that that's, you know, building sustainability so that over the course of think about in five years, how far you'll come if you just take it a little bit day by day, as um, you know, my whole mantra is. So that's kind of how I kind of approach goal setting um, and helping people. Um, and I find that it's very successful versus just designing this packet of meal plans and recommendations and then give it to it and say, here you go. Um, because everybody kind of knows what to do, but it's like getting there. It, it's not easy. It's absolutely not easy. Definitely, definitely not. And it's still good. You can be there. You that, um, The language you used was perfect. Kind of you said in that passenger seat, being the navigator, um, sometimes it seems like coaches can get a really big ego and be, you know want to be the hero that comes in and you know they're the person that does all yeah. the work. And, and sometimes they put us, yeah. And sometimes I feel like they put us on that pedestal, so it's easy to be in that role. Um, but I guess I don't know why. I, I just I I always really tell people to like you know yourself best than anyone else in the entire world. So they know what works and what doesn't work. So if I suggest all things that work for me, then, you know, that's not necessarily going to work for them. Um, so it's it's usually more of a win-win to kind of set it up as in you're the expert here and then I'm here just to kind of embellish that. <laughs> totally, totally. That's great. Another thing you mentioned that stuck out, um, I feel like, when people are, you know, set all these goals and, you know, you're going to do all these things this year or whatever. Um, 
trying to do everything all at once. Um, a lot of people understand maybe that there's a low chance of success, but you talked about how trying to do that can actually radically decrease your motivation um, to even try mm, it all. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that, you know, necessarily isn't talked about a lot. And um, I think that's really important how you discuss that way. Yeah, thanks. I, I mean, it, it's, I think everybody can relate to it uh, on like the exercise level, especially because I'm sure there's been a time in everybody's life where they're just like, oh my gosh, I need to get into the program. So they'll go to the gym like three to five days in a row, an hour each doing different muscle groups and like all kinds of cardio. And then they can't move. Like you literally can't move for like a week or two after you need to start it up again because of how much pain you are in and how much it just kind of flopped your whole schedule. And I'm sure it was unrealistic in the first place um, because you weren't you weren't really planning ahead as far as like, okay, so how am I going to fit into my schedule? And is it really realistic to try to do that every single day for the rest of your life? Probably not. So do, starting out small, especially with something like exercise too, like fitting in like 10 to 20 minutes here, if you don't exercise regularly at the start, it not only helps muscle wise, so you're not sore and don't ever want to move again, but it also helps with just time management. Um, people get overwhelmed with dedicating so much time to an exercise routine and it seems super daunting. But if you start small, you'll get into that routine and you'll start enjoying it and then you'll be able to carve out more time um, to stick to it. Totally, totally. And the the whole kind of getting into exercise could be a whole podcast unto itself, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> that, sure. Uh, maybe, that, we'll, maybe we should do that. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add on to that? Just um, kind of that whole discussion. I, I honestly think that I kind of wrapped it up um, in a nutshell. So that's kind of my approach and how we do goal setting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we can move on to some pointers if you wanted to yeah, go sure. on to that sure. subject. Let's um, just give people a couple quick tips for, you know, a lot of people are thinking about nutrition uh, and getting healthy and well, you know, what time of year. So just give a couple quick tips uh, that you think could help people out. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I just want to put in like the disclaimer of like, I've, I've done a lot of, uh, I guess, just thinking about why people want to jump on the bandwagon of health in the new year. And I want to say that if you're feeling that way, do it. Don't feel like, oh, I'm just doing it because it's New Year's resolution time. You know, there's a lot of reasons why I feel like do it, people do it in the first place. It, after the holidays, people have had a good amount of time off. So they're feeling rejuvenated. Um, they're ready to, to just tackle this new year. So go right ahead. Um, it, to do it successfully, though, as I kind of said before, um, in the new year, try to, if you use like an agenda or you use a calendar, look at it and say, when do I maybe have some open time? to even just think about what might work. So if you wanted to start exercising more, so the first milestone you really want to try to meet for exercise, um, according to like national standards and recommendations, and Will, you can, yeah, I know you're the personal trainer, um, but it's usually about 150 minutes of moderate exercise a week. And so moderate kind of uh, is, considered if you're exercising and you can talk pretty comfortably, but singing would be relatively difficult. So that may be like brisk walking, 
dancing. You could be on the um, treadmill. It could be on the elliptical or doing a class like spin. Um, that's moderate exercise. And so you don't want to try to reach the 150 minutes right away. So you might want to look at your calendar and say, okay, so two days a week, I'm going to wake up, you know, 30 minutes early. And I'm going to, if you have something in home, I'm going to do like an online um, program for 30 minutes. So trying to start small and figure out what works for your schedule um, and just start there and really master it, you know, and use a monitoring piece. So if you have a calendar, like cross off the days that you accomplish what you're accomplishing so that you can always look back and say, wow, I'm now doing this five days a week. And like a month ago, I was only doing it twice a week. So, you know, always monitor what you're doing so you can see how far you've come. Um, nutrition wise, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do to start. It just depends where you are. So for a lot of people, it might be you want to really eat a healthier lunch because you're crazy during the work week. You're buying like pizza subs. People are bringing things into work. So something small that maybe you could do for yourself on the weekend could be even just cooking up a bunch of chicken and like maybe sauteing or baking a bunch of vegetables to have um, a bunch of things prepped and it doesn't have to be very exciting, especially when you're first starting out. Um, just choosing like lean proteins and some non-starchy vegetables and maybe a whole grain if it, or a whole grain pasta or a whole grain um, like quinoa or brown rice. Uh, and, and having uh, some containers in the refrigerator, even if you start at bringing your lunch in two to three days a week, because before you were getting it out five days a week. So that's a huge improvement. You know, you don't want to jump from zero to everything at once, um, but just kind of mastering that slow process. Um, another thing could be just journaling your food. If you have no idea what you're doing or what that looks like, just being mindful and writing down what you're doing, whether that be on an app like MyFitnessPal or on a piece of paper, you'll be aware of when you're eating, how much you're eating, and what you're eating. You might learn like, oh my gosh, at night in front of TV, I am snacking so much. Um, and so it, just learning about what you're doing is always the first step as well. Um, during this time of year, it's terribly if you want to focus on water intake, that could really help just keep your immune system well. And um, water is always really important. A lot of times if you're feeling like you have the munchies or you're hungry, you might actually just be thirsty. So just always trying to drink beverages that don't have many calories. Um, a good choice. I like seltzer water a lot to get the bubbles. Um, so if you like soda a lot, maybe trying to you know, 50-50 do seltzer and then soda for a while to just kind of cut back um, on that extra sugar. So yeah, so there's lots of things you can do. I'm sure you can think of others um, that I didn't even mention. It's the biggest thing is really making a game plan though. Like when are you going to be successful? What's going to get in the way? Um, try to anticipate those barriers so that you can meet them head on. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you have any additional thoughts on that, Will. I think that was great. I mean, you covered a lot of ground. Um, that was definitely a thing that'll be really helpful for a lot of people. Cool. Awesome. Sweet. So then um, we'll just finish up at the end. We'll get your contact info, how people can get in touch with you. And we'll just okay. uh, get a fun, fun kind of question first. So okay. um, let's say uh, you're having a healthy dinner party 
and you get to invite some dinner guests. You got three guests you can invite. They can be alive, they can be dead, they can be fictional. They just have to be able to talk. Um, who are you gonna invite? Oh boy, okay, this is great. Um, I would love to invite, hmm. I would love to invite, hmm. Take your time. <laughs> I'm trying to think who would be really cool to meet and to talk to and have lunch with. I think, well, I just saw a movie, but Will Smith is really cool and really funny and really smart. So I would probably want to invite him. Nice. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I'm trying to think from the nutrition world. I'm really bad with names. They're, um, let's see. Um, so I'm, I got one. I got to choose two more. Yep. Do they have to compliment each other? Do they have to like Will Smith? Uh, if you want them to, or they could hate Will Smith. It's kind of up to you. <laughs> yeah. This could turn uh, uh, into a this is gonna sound like. I've always, and another person who is really insightful, she also has had a lot of ups and downs with weight and in the public in the past, um, but Oprah Winfrey is an incredible person, and she would be very interesting to have on uh, at a lunch party. And so now I'm just choosing celebrities. Who else can I choose? <laughs> um, I guess I can choose. What's that? Oh, I was just going to say, they could be, you know, a thousand years ago. They could be With, dead. Could be your favorite fictional character. Uh, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, you know. Okay. All right. I got to, I got to, I got to dig deep. Could be your mom. It could okay. be your cousin, you know, whoever. Yeah. Um, hmm. I would choose. I, I, uh, so my great grandfather on my father's side was an incredible man and he, he started his own business as well. And I never really got to know him because he passed away when I was like 12. And I remember just really regretting not being able to really get to know him because, um, I just felt like he was so smart and wise and obviously probably has a ton of funny stories of my grandfather growing up. Um, so I definitely would want to have him come as well. I love that. It's beautiful. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Will Smith, Oprah, and my great grandfather. That's going to be an interesting dinner party. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> What's for dinner? What's for dinner? 
one of my favorite things to make that's super delicious and i feel like people don't ever have it is it's a it's a salad that has pasta in it so it's made of spinach it's all like baby spinach leaves it has um orzo you can cook up some orzo pasta um pine nuts mandarin oranges um feta is it feta cheese no, I don't think it's fetish. It might be just some cheddar cheese and then some some like low sodium teriyaki dressing. And it sounds like a really bizarre combination, but it's actually extremely delicious. And it's one of my favorites. That sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Oh, and craisins. Can't forget the craisins. Oh, yes. <laughs> Staple. <laughs> so that's what's on the menu. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm sure they'll love it. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> maybe, maybe Oprah Winfrey can get you a distribution deal for the salad to be in every grocery store in the country or something. Yes, and you get a salad, and you get a salad. Ah. And you get a salad. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, this has been so much fun and so much uh, it's so insightful for, for listeners. I'm sure, definitely for me as well. Um, so, how should people get in contact with you? Sure. Yeah. So um, I have a website. Uh, it's www.daybydaynutrition.org. It has a lot of my services on there um, and contact information. Obviously, uh, you could always email me as well at Jocelyn, J-O-C-E-L-I-N, at daybydaynutrition.org. Uh, my phone number is 781-779-5877. Um, so uh, yeah, feel free to get in contact me anytime. If you have any questions or inquiries, um, I'd be happy to talk to anybody about anything. For sure, perfect. We'll we'll link all those up in the show notes. Um, that'll be available on the Golden Home Fitness uh, website in the blog section. And uh, if Will Smith or Oprah Winfrey gets a listen, or if someone can forward this to them, maybe that we'll set up a, a dinner party or something. So. <laughs> Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks so much, Will and Golden Home Fitness. Um, it's been a, a you know an awesome, just eye-opening opportunity as well. Um, as far as um, doing like these things, like podcasts, uh, is very cool, and I'm looking forward to doing more in the future. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Will. Yep. Take care. You too.